podcast invites you to join us to study the daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I am Rabbi Emma Kipley-Ogman, Assistant Rabbi of Beth Jacob Congregation in Mendota Heights, Minnesota. And today we're learning Daf Mem Tet 49 of Masechet Shabbat. In Shira Shirim, Song of Songs 214, the lover calls out to the beloved, Yonati b'chagvea sela b'seter ha-madrega, har'ini et mar'ai, hashmi'ini et kolech, ki kolech arev umar'ech naveh. As Marsha Falk translates it, my dove in the clefts of the rocks, the secret of steep ravines, come let me look at you, come let me hear you, your voice clear as water, your beautiful body. In Midrash, the rabbis read this verse as God calling out to Israel, seeing us as a dove anxiously hiding in the cleft of a rock. Lovingly, God asks to hear our voice, inviting us not to be afraid. In our literature and in our liturgy, we refer to the sheltering presence of the divine as kanfea the wings of the hovering indwelling presence. Those great whooshing wings are met with our own modest flapping. This is to say that when the Mishnah mentions the wings of a dove, of course we end up soaring. The Mishnah on our page remains concerned with which materials we may and may not wrap things in on Shabbat to keep them warm. This time we get the positive side of the equation. We do wrap things in blankets, in fruit, in the wings of a dove, in sawdust, in fine flax chaff. Rabbi Yehuda forbids fine chaff, but permits coarse chaff. Rashi, ever helpful, suggests that the wings of a dove here are feathers. The Talmud, though, riffs on the wings. Rabbi Yanai said, to wear to fill in, you must have a clean body like Elisha Bal Knafaim, Elisha the Winged One. You heard correctly, Elisha the Winged One. The rabbis take a brief detour to figure out what it means to have a clean body for wearing to fill in. Abaye said you shouldn't pass gas in them. Rava said you shouldn't sleep in them. And then you get to the heart of the matter. Why was Elisha called the Winged One? The answer comes in the form of a legend. Once the evil Roman Empire decreed on Israel that anyone who was wearing tefillin would have his head cut off. Elisha put on his tefillin and went out to the market. A Roman soldier saw him. Elisha ran from him and the soldier chased him down. When the soldier caught up to Elisha, Elisha took the tefillin off of his head and held them in his hand. The Roman soldier asked, What is that in your hand? Elisha answered, the wings of a dove. He opened his hand, and inside it were the wings of a dove. That is why he is called Elisha, the winged one. The Talmud asks, what is the difference between the wings of a doves and those of other birds? As in, why are we talking about the wings of a dove in particular? And then answers, the people Israel is compared to a dove, as it says in Psalm 68, 14, the wings of a dove are sheathed in silver. Just as the wings of a dove protect it, so too do the mitzvot protect Israel. 
The Talmud sees the mitzvah for which Elisha, the winged one, risked his life as, at the same time, what saved him. The leather, black box, and strap of his tefillah rosh suddenly transformed in appearance to the feathery wings of a dove. When Elisha answered the Roman soldier that his hand contained only the wings of a dove, perhaps he offered a reflection on his experience of the mitzvah. That which endangers us ultimately also frees us. Were he cowering in his tefillin indoors, afraid to go out publicly as who he really is, Elisha would be imprisoned, grounded. But to walk outside in his tefillin, determined to be unafraid of the consequences, Elisha is indeed free. This is the self-releasing moment of nonviolent protest, where suddenly that which has been most fearful becomes completely freeing. And so in Elisha's hand, truly there is nothing more than the wings of a dove, the freedom to fly over the Roman restrictions as exactly who he is. I know this moment from davening with women of the wall on Rosh Chodesh and Yerushalayim, the completely freeing moment of wearing a talit, my wings, at the Kotel to daven. The moment, maybe somewhere in Hallel, where all the anger and threats of violence fade in the face of real freedom, and the prayer becomes a true offering. The Ritva, a Spanish medieval halachist, sees the story of Elisha, the winged one, as the source for how we wrap our tefillin when we put them away. He writes that it is minhag, custom, to wrap up the tefillin, or at least the tefillah rosh, in the shape of wings. Then truly there is nothing in the tefillin bag but the wings of a dove. One more conversation on the page that I would be remiss not to mention is the question of the origins of the number 39 in the 39 Avot Melacha of Shabbat, the 39 broad categories of forbidden labor on Shabbat. This is, of course, the classical mountain hanging from a hair where vast swaths of halacha depend on very few biblical verses. Rabbi Hanina Barhama says the 39 correspond to 39 categories of labor involved in the daily services of the Mishkan, the desert tabernacle. And Rabbi Yonatan ben Rabbi Elazar said in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Rabbi Yossi ben Lakonya, corresponding to the words Melacha, Melachto, and Melechet in the Torah, those are 39. A count of the number of times the root word Melacha, the kind of labor forbidden on Shabbat, appears in Torah. There are, of course, far more instances of this word in Torah than 39, so the rabbis argue about which instances should be included to get the count to 39. The question underlying all the counting is the source of our refraining from particular kinds of work on Shabbat. Is it fundamentally all about all the varieties of human and divine labor that manifest in our sacred text and in our world? Or is there at the core a more precise mirroring of our primal, ancient ways of serving the divine, where our refraining now, in a sense, counts the same as our positive actions way back then? And I would add... Can we construct for ourselves a practice of Shabbat that feels like the winged rabbis wearing tefillin? Would that our refraining from these 39 avot melacha and their toledot could ultimately be as freeing as putting on wings? I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.